1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard UEFA say all associations have agreed and committed to completing domestic competitions by the end of June Euro 2020 has been pushed back a year until the summer of 2021 And Scotland's playoff against Israel has also been moved and pencilled in for June of this year I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna It's been described this week, Gordon, as the biggest crisis ever to hit our national game Despite what UEFA say today We have no idea Whether the SPFL season will finish Whether the Scottish Cup will finish The Champions League The Europa League will finish The only certainty today Is that Euro 2020 Becomes Euro 2021 And Scotland's game against Israel Supposedly moved back to June And yet moments after it's been confirmed The SFA chief executive says It's unlikely to happen Clear as mud, Gordon oh, Gordon, I've been in the game a long, long time Bit older than you two guys I have never, ever seen anything like this I really haven't uh, It's got to be a waiting game The only thing I can say today is uh, I wasn't surprised with the decision With the Euros um, Can we get the season finished by the end of June? Who knows? 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need to get in touch We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB It is unprecedented times Everything is going to take on a completely different complexion In the coming weeks and months Scottish football, world football, no different We're going to do our best though To just stay here, stay with you Keep you company Give everyone their football fix And try where possible to make sense of it all The key statement there would be Where possible, Roger um, I naively Last night Suggested that we might get A little bit of clarity today Because at least UEFA will, we're, we're going to meet The 55 member states And We're, we're going to make some decisions and, and to be fair They have If you're looking for Black and white clarity Euro 2020 Is now Euro 2021 So we know that We now know There is Space In the summer If somehow We can get things back up and running it's it's one hurdle That's not to say that there aren't many other hurdles down the line But, but let, let's try and stick with What we do know and, and that would be that Technically If the public health situation could clear up There is now room to finish the season Well the, the main thing And let's get this out of the way at the start of the show The main priority is the public health situation The main priority is the health Welfare and well-being Of everyone in the country And everyone Around the globe where this pandemic is hitting Gordon But this is a football phone in We tend to focus on the football So if we're talking about the football I think all of us hoped today UEFA might have some grand plan To solve the footballing aspect of this horror problem And all I've really done is Push the problem down the road a little bit uh, Scotland were due to play Israel on March 27 Not going to happen So rather than say Listen if Euro 2021 is moving to the, from 20 to 21, if you like, why not play the playoff games in March 2021? Move them a year. doesn't do any harm. All they're doing is pushing this problem down the road. Do we seriously believe, in light of all the public health advice, everything the Chief Medical Officer has told us, everything the Prime Minister and the First Minister have told us, do we seriously believe Scotland will play Israel at Hamden in the month of June and the domestic season will be finished in the month of June Because I for one do not believe it Yeah I would love to offer a bit more clarity But at the moment as things stand UEFA say 
All associations have agreed And committed To completing All domestic competitions By the 30th of June That sounds great Gordon That in itself sounds like And when I say great I mean from a football perspective I know there's more important things out there Um, That sounds like Oh well We're going to get it done We're going to get this season Played to a finish Maintain the sporting integrity Or whatever Mm -hmm. the phrase is Um, But as Roger says The problem is That comes with the, the, The biggest if of all time Which is If we can yeah, and the problem we've got just now, Gordon, is nobody knows. Uh, the Euros, I've got to be honest with you, I'm not really interested too much about that. That takes care of itself. For me, looking at the state of our game just now, and yes, we we all realise what happens outside. It's not just about football, but we're a football show. But looking at football just now, you're looking at guys' livelihoods. You're looking at clubs financially in danger. Domestically, we are really under pressure, Gordon. And, you know, we're now saying about June, can we get it finished? I would love nothing better in the whole world that could happen. But I just don't see how it can at this moment in time. Gordon, listen to the news bulletin at the top of the hour. Deaths are on the increase. The number of confirmed cases is on the increase. The Prime Minister is telling people to stay away from pubs, clubs, theatres. Don't socialise with people. You've not to travel anywhere unnecessarily for the next 30 days. There's talk of over 70s been quarantined at the height of this outbreak. How on earth do UEFA think that we're going to finish the last eight games of the Premiership season, the Champions League, the Europa League? Oh yeah, and by the way, we'll squeeze in the qualifiers as well for Euro 2021. It's not happening. You're absolutely right, and this is not me trying to argue that point. What is confusing me personally at this stage though, this is not as if some... One bad man at UEFA who's a bit daft and, and has overlooked all this The statement is very clear It says that all of UEFA's stakeholders, if you like um, All the associations have agreed and committed to, to this where possible So why why even bother then? I don't know why they've added that to the statement The, the, the where possible is their caveat But you know, moments before we came on air Ian Maxwell, Chief Executive of the SFA Yeah, I'm going to play it for you actually you know, Let's just do that Was interviewed and he said yeah, we've agreed to do it, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, let's just do that at the moment. So we'll, we'll go through it. Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell says they agree with UEFA's decision to postpone Euro 2020 until next summer. Um, he does expect Glasgow, though, to still be a host city for the tournament. I think it's absolutely the right decision. The UEFA president outlined you know, the health of the public, the spectators, the players, the match officials is of paramount importance. And given the global pandemic that we find ourselves in, you know, arranging a tournament of such magnitude for, for June was it was never, never realistically going to happen. Obviously, it's UEFA's flagship event. We're celebrating 60 years of European football, and it's absolutely right that we do that across 12 cities as planned with spectators at every match, and people can enjoy football the way they should be. Obviously, it's a 12-month postponement. We expect that the stadiums that were planned will be the ones that are used in 12 months' time, so it's really just business as usual from a Euro what is now Euro 2021 perspective and we'll be preparing for it like the other host cities will be I'm going to have to repeat myself numerous times on this but it it is important we need to be clear that this stuff is small time compared to what's going on absolutely no doubt about that whatsoever we need to maintain some perspective however if we can just allow ourselves to, to look at some of the finer detail with regards to football it's a bit of a shame for us it's a bit of a shame for Glasgow because I'm sure Glasgow was looking forward to thriving as, as one of the host cities and I'm sure the economy would have been given a nice boost Football fans everywhere would have had even 
I mean it would have been heightened if, if Scotland would be part of it But mm. even if we weren't There would have still been a nice buzz about the place So we know that that hopefully will um, wait until next year Yeah, that's what we can hope for Gordon But we've got a bigger problem just now to face um, As I said earlier The Euros will look after herself And hopefully next year it will be Glasgow And we'll look back in this as You know, one of the, a, a bad memory that we'll go over But when you look at, as I said Domestic football There's people going to lose their jobs Their clubs financially going to be struggling just now Um Mortgages, everything, bills and everything to be paid for players Contracts are up How can you plan when you don't know if you're going to be a, a Premier League team Or a Championship team or a, it's, it's, We're all over the place in this Gordon football domestically And that's where you know we look at And I, I agree with Roger I think we've plucked that day out And hoping and really praying that something but, can be done Before the end of but, June I'm with Roger I can't see any way possible but, uh, Listen, in case, in case I'm being you know showing up to be the, the the prophet of gloom and doom here, Celtic have eight games left in the Premiership season, potentially two Scottish Cup ties, ten fixtures. Now because the Scotland Israel game they want it played as well, and there are other nations involved in Euro playoffs. UEFA today have also said, oh, and by the way, if you're finishing your league games, you've got to let your players go and play for their country in these games as well. So potentially. The Christie's and the McGregor's and the Forests and the Christopher Ayers of Norway and people like that and maybe El Hamid and beat on with Israel could have to play 12 games of football by the end of June. Having not trained for having, a couple of weeks. Having not trained for a couple of weeks and not knowing when they're actually getting, you know, they're talk, they'll finish it to the end of June. When are they planning to restart? When are they going to play these 12 games? It's not happening. Mm. Uh, let's speak to Jamie in Tillacoutry. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Spano. How are you doing? Uh, uh, I've I was I was listening last night, and uh, I've got a point to make, and I hope he's given me the liberty of just uh, getting it right through. But I wanted to look aside from the actual problem with the, fo- the football itself, and I'm going to explain why. I want somebody to explain to me uh, exactly why football can't happen, and I'm going to explain why. As far as I know, the government haven't asked people not to work. They've asked people to work from home where they can. Now, I'm a teacher. I've spent the last week in a school which uh, has been like, being stripped bare because people are going off and stuff like this, right? Now, the thing is, right, the way I see it is football teams, especially our premiership teams, and I'm going to forget about the European competitions and international stuff now, okay? I want to know, like, basically, these teams are the fittest individuals in society. They have doctors, okay? We have, I mean, everybody else, there are millions of people still going to their work and taking these measures, okay? The first thing is, I want to know why these games can't be put on or something can be arranged for it. And secondly, I don't buy into this argument, I think, I can't remember who it was last week, it was maybe Mark Wilson or Alex Ray, was saying, yeah, but these footballers need to play in front of the big crowds. I'm sorry, all right? We are in a situation that calls for drastic measures and everybody needs to pull their weight. I want to see people, instead of like Anne Budge, who's threatening legal action, and I understand where she's coming from a bit, but why can't everybody put all their energies into something positive to actually finish this league season? And there's a second point I want to make. If we're smart, and if we put our heads together with the TV companies, we could, if we're very, very planned out, we could put a programme of football on that would keep people at home to watch it. They wouldn't be going to the pubs because we've been asked not to. 
I just don't see why we're going down this negative road of trying to avoid finishing seasons. We should just front it up and get it out of the way. And I just wanted to know what the panel thought about that. Um, to, to take your points in order, Jamie, um, in terms of why are we not playing football and people are going to their work, etc., um, I'm not a medical expert, so I'll need to defer to the opinion of the chief medical officer of the country. He, it's not just in case of football, you know, we spoke earlier on, they're trying to encourage what they call social distancing, keeping people apart from one another. Um, not just football, pubs, clubs, theatres, any, any sort of mass gathering. I think in Scotland the government brought in, legis- not legislation, but guidance. advice, guidance yesterday, that, that no more than 500 people, you know, meeting in any one place. I think right. that number will be brought down as the outbreak worsens in this country. Um, in terms of your place of work, I think schools have not yet been closed en masse because, A, they seem to think children are least vulnerable in society to this yeah, outbreak and also they don't want to send everyone home because there is a likelihood that doctors, nurses, medical professionals, ambulance people will then cry off their work because they've got to watch the kids at home. Um, the second point, the point about playing behind closed doors, again... If you play behind closed doors, there's no fans. But a bit like the horse racing been banned today, there's there's still a need for ambulances, medics, uh, medical professionals to be at the sporting venues. And they don't want those medical professionals taken away to cover sporting events when they could be working on more important clinical matters. And also, uh, clubs 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 can't afford to play behind closed doors. If clubs play behind closed doors, there is an expense in doing that, an added burden of expense at a time when clubs don't have any revenue streams. You know, people talk about delaying this season and playing into June, July or August. You won't be able to do that because clubs will have gone. Clubs will have gone to the wall. Can I come back in there? All right. I mean, one of the things, my original point I forgot to say was why aren't, I mean, I haven't heard anything from our governing bodies like, you know, putting proposals forward and saying, look, guys, we're in this situation. Why don't we use the prize money for this year to get us through the season, okay, to cover the costs and stuff like that? I just, it's frustrating that that all the talk seems to be about not completing the league, and I just understand why. And, I mean, you see when you, uh, you mentioned the point back at me there about the schools and stuff, but mm. perfectly, to be perfectly honest, there's people working in jobs at the moment, right? There's people working in supermarkets, stocking the shelves on an early basis because they're being ready. There's people working in power stations, keeping things going. You know, we're all putting our bit in. And I think we could play a masterstroke here by doing something positive to keep the league going in any way possible, right? And what are the punters going to want to do? They're going to want to see the games. And where are they going to watch it? On their televisions and their houses. They could actually be providing a a big bit of relief for the government and helping them out here. And I just don't see why there's all this negativity. Well, obviously, I think there's some club politics going on. And, uh, you know, like I said, I could understand what Anne Budge was saying. But to be perfectly honest, I think it was a a bit trite what she was saying as, as well, you know. But why can't we just crack our heads together? I think what UEFA has done today, all right, is basically put a guideline out, all right, which I was hearing on uh, another radio station the other day that, w- that was what they were likely to do, and let the you know your regional uh, football associations follow up. But I mean, why can't we? All right, it's you know, like I said, these guys are the fittest in society. I'm sure, I'm sure we could put back, to put together a package of measures, measures, all right that could be costed 
And we could work it out But granted, granted we don't have this problem at the moment Jamie and I'm extremely glad that we don't But the English Premier League had one of their most high profile managers Contract the, the coronavirus Callum Hudson-Odoi at Chelsea Surely we have to prevent that type of thing We can't just throw players out there as lambs to the slaughter if you well, like the, and the, the, There are players from at least three Scottish clubs self-isolating at the minute But after showing symptoms of coronavirus Jamie I, I, I get where you're coming from And it would be lovely if it could work But is, it, is that not all a bit irresponsible? No, I, I don't think it's irresponsible, and I'm going to explain why, Gordon, right? Uh, I mean, I look across society right now, okay? There was an announcement last night, okay, we're being asked, okay? And pretty much we should be, right? But nothing, nothing has been put in place to stop people go to work. The only thing that's been said about work is wherever possible you work from home. Yeah, but, but wait, which does mean, though, that a lot less people are at work than where it worked two, three weeks ago. So why would that not be reflected in football? Uh, because I reckon possibly football clubs are better geared up to deal with it because of the fact they have physicians for each team. Okay, Unless those physicians are playing a part-time role and they've been using the NHS at the moment. But I just think, right... I, I, I was sitting listening last night and, and like as the advert says on your programme it was written my knitting alright <laughs> all, all this negativity alright and Bud's coming out with statements about legal action okay people saying oh the league can we can still mathematically win the league and stuff like that there's a simple way out of this play it alright there was there was proposals for a, a little kind of was it a, a week of semi-finals and cup finals for the league uh, for the Scottish Cup alright so somebody's obviously thinking in that direction, all right? What I think this is, is going to turn into, once again, classic case of the Scottish football governing bodies cutting their nose off to spite their face, all right? And I'm not saying that the clubs and the players don't have the right, all right, to, to, to have an opinion on this, all right? But I'm going to explain in my job, all right, as a teacher, up until today, all right, I didn't have any right to step back and say, I don't want to go in school and deal with kids, I had to do it, okay? All I was given was guidelines about washing my hands. Right? Today, a lot of councils and local authorities have stepped that up and saying, okay, if you've got an underlying health condition, if you're pregnant or with somebody that's pregnant or something like that, isolate for 14 days, okay? But football clubs, okay? Okay, if there's a player that's pregnant, uh, sorry, not a player that's <laughs> That would be quite something. Maybe a bit weird. But you get what I'm saying. I just don't understand. You know what this is coming down to? Is this is typical Scottish football politics? See, I think that I think that's the bit where I have to disagree. I know we're quick to, to bash the game. It's just coming down to public safety and common sense, Roger. Yeah, and it's not just Scottish football. And in it's a couple it, of days, it's Jamie, fo- it's football around the world. I think there were only half a dozen leagues in the yeah. entire world were still playing at the weekend. And so it's a, not just Scottish football. And in a couple of days, Jamie, or in a week's time, you might not be required to go to work. So there we go. The picture might change, but we're going to have to leave it there. We're getting some travel, and then we've got Ian Maxwell giving us an update on the future of the Scottish Cup, amongst other things. You can hear that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch as always on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. UEFA announcing today that all associations have agreed and committed to completing all domestic competitions by the 30th of June. The problem is, no one really thinks that's possible. Even Ian Maxwell By the sounds of it And we're going to hear a bit more uh, From the Scottish FA Chief Exec Very soon Jamie the previous caller Has um, added 
something to what was already quite a, a furious debate on Twitter. Um, we are Celtic, says Gordon. I'm a nurse, can't believe Jamie is saying this. Clubs don't just pick players out of box on match day and press go. They'll get sick like everyone else. We're already working 14 and a half hour shifts. No football this year, is what I'm seeing. And uh, Kyle has spotted the potential problem with that alleged commitment from UEFA that all associations. Um, we'll try and get things done by the 30th of June Kyle says What happens to the English Premier League? Serie A Have the teams, players, managers and staff Currently suffering from the virus They'll have to wait at least a month Before resuming training Minimise the amount of staff they use And so on There are a million and one problems out there um, And we're trying to go through them bit by bit But it's not it's not proving easy Let's speak to David Who is a Hamilton fan from Hamilton Hi David Hi guys Hi David What's on your I mind David? I don't know if any seen this, the club statement today where mm-hmm. they had had a meeting and they've temporarily suspended training because of the postponement of matches. Now, bearing in mind the, state, the statement made by UEFA today that there's a commitment there for the leagues to be completed by the end of June, is suspending training at this present moment time a good idea? We're already more or less in a relegation battle. When the games start back up, and the players going to be match fit if they've not been training. Well, but everybody, I, 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 yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think anyone's been training, David. Yeah, everybody's in the same boat. That's that's where you've got to. Everybody's suspended training, Gordon, and uh, rightly so. Uh, what worries me there is when you read out about the nurse and the amount of hours and the great work they're doing, turning around saying she's saying about this year playing football, and we're looking at June, and you look at. There's no training uh, Whether they get match fit or not Everybody's in the same boat mm. as that I think it's a massive ask We're in just now to say that we will get this season finished by June I'm uh-huh. always a bit wary about making any of this light hearted Because it's not But it, you know, if you, if you don't laugh you'll cry and all that It would be quite interesting to see if we could get the players back And everyone had to play three stone overweight you know, no no preseason, <laughs> and just just see what happens. See which team, which player had let themselves go down. the most. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll tell you when when we used to come back in the old days, there's one or two <laughs> odds in that ball. Let me say, mm-hmm. but listen, David, I wouldn't worry about Hamilton Hackies and, and levels of fitness. Hearts, who are the only team below you in the league, they've also suspended training for a few days. I think Livingston, Kelly, Celtic, I think are off all of this week at least. Rangers. I think all the clubs are doing the same And all they're doing is They're listening to the advice of the medics The bit of social distancing Keeping players apart Keeping people away from the training centres Because they will hope that Sometime in the in the near mid-term future They'll come back into those training academies And they won't want anyone To, you know, to, to go down with COVID-19 Then During the break A statement from the Chief Medical Officer for Scotland One of the adverts during the break there David Stay at home Protect yourself and others Protect Scotland That's not just advice for footballers That's advice for all of us That's the common sense approach That the medics are asking us to embrace They're not asking anyone to go and play 12 games of football Between now and the end of June like UEFA So I I know who I'll be listening to Uh, David, you don't have to go far to find out A wide range of opinions on what should happen with the title What about the bottom? Because this affects so many clubs And you would be you would be saved, I guess, if if the season was to, to end now and the places were to be given out as things currently stand. Hearts would go down and Hamilton would not. What do you think yeah, about that potential? I, well, I, I think that whatever the SFA and SPFL decide to do, they're in a hiding to nothing. There's too many people that involved in trying to make the decision. 
Um, I think if they call a halt to it now and say Celtic are the winners, hearts go down, and the same with the other divisions, your Rangers supporters and other clubs are always going to be up in arms, hearts are going to be up in arms. If they then say, right, well, we'll avoid the season and we'll just call it blank and we'll start again next season, your Celtic supporters, your Dundee United, they'll all be up in arms. So you're, they're not hiding to nothing no matter what you choose to do. So I actually flippantly posted a comment the other day there. They should televise the two decisions and flip a coin. And, and really that's what it's going to boil down to because no matter what they decide to do, one other side's going to debate this for months because it was a conspiracy. They used to win games in the old days in the European Cup by flipping the coin. You, you Is that and, right, Roger? You and I fall out on a Tuesday night and Gordon flips the, the coin co- for being the pundit. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how on earth is this going to work? Let's hear more. The, 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 one, the one thing in the middle of that that leapt out that David was saying, Gordon, was the authorities are on a hiding to nothing. Whatever decision is taken will not please all of the yeah. people. And I have great sympathy for Neil Doncaster and the SPFL board when they make the decision on what's going to happen. Let's hear a bit more from Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell. He thinks it's unlikely they'll be able to face Israel in June, even though UEFA are aiming for the playoffs to be scheduled for June. Uh, he says all tickets purchased for the match will be valid for the rearranged fixture, whenever that may be. I think it's difficult to envisage a situation where the, the current situation clears up in time for us to play games in June. Obviously, there are a number of countries involved in the playoff. Um, the, the virus is at various stages across the world, and there may be some countries that, that see themselves coming out of that situation a little bit quicker than others. We will take advice, obviously, from the medical teams, um, and we will liaise with UEFA whether we can get the game played in June it will be up for debate we would love to think so but it's probably unlikely at this point tickets will remain valid for the rescheduled date you know, we were delighted with the ticket sales we were delighted that the supporters all wanted to come and watch the playoff match and I'm sure there are a lot of disappointed Scotland fans that they can't get along to see the game when it was scheduled for and, and we'll try and get it on as quickly as we can we will be guided, you know, obviously we suspended football in the country for the immediate future. We want to get football back on everybody's minds as soon as we possibly can. We need to take advice from the medical experts in that area. You know, this isn't something that affects just football. This is something that is affecting the world. It's affecting every reach of society. And it's, it's something that, you know, everybody will want to see us get out, out the other end of. We'll be guided with... By UEFA, the joint response group that we've established will continue to meet on a daily basis and, and we'll just take advice on them and work through things as they come. So bear in mind, in the eyes of UEFA, they hope that we will play... And, and that's one, Roger, of of the other great contradictions from today, is it not? Because if you've taken... And you've got to commend the right decision. Cancel Euro 2020. I think everyone agrees mm-hmm. that's the right thing. Move it back a year. Why on earth do you need to play the playoffs for next year's tournament this year? You don't. It's a nonsense what? decision I mean even Reach into the darkest corners of your imagination And try and come up with why on earth you would do that Because if it was to go ahead as scheduled You would have the playoffs in March And the tournament in June So yeah. you've got the tournament next June Why not have the playoffs next March yeah. Or even somewhere uh, l- closer l- l- Listen the, the stuff coming out of UEFA today Beggars belief l- Listen to what The Prime Minister The First Minister And the Chief Medical Officer Are telling you about the spread of coronavirus in the country, the, the timing of the expected peak in cases and how long the decline is going to take after that. And there's a great deal of uncertainty still about it. And then the good people of UEFA meet today and they're suddenly telling footballers, oh, by the way, I know about this coronavirus thing, but you, you need to play 12 games between now and the end of June. 
Right, okay, so when's the first one of those 12 games going to be? Uh, we're, we're not sure, but you need to play 12, 12 at the end of June. And um, the clubs are going to have to let their players away to play international stuff, so uh, there you are. I think going forward you would be, and I, I, I almost feel daft saying this, this is not my interpretation, this is you if I've said that you would, in theory, be allowed to have a clash between... They are European fixtures, if you like, and club football, which yeah. are obviously not so, allowed at the moment. So the, there's the post-split game at Celtic Park between Celtic and Rangers, um, going potentially <laughs> for a title, and the same night Scotland are Just playing Israel the same in, night. In, in the Euro. Do a half each. So hold on, Steve Clark picks his team, so he's picking. He's McGregor gone and Christie's gone and Forrest's gone oh, and, and others and and. Oh, who's in Scotland squad from Oh Ryan Jack Well hold on a minute You've taken four or five Celtic players You've only taken one Rangers player The one bit of ah, sense is com- that. Yeah the one bit of sense Has come out it's, it's coming from you tonight Gordon Why can we not just say Forget about the Euros You're right They're next year Let's concentrate on it next year I think we're just plucking Things out of the air For the dates of June Or whatever Keep my fingers crossed I am totally with Roger here I do not see the common sense in this at all And in case you've forgotten about the Scottish Cup That was still meant to go ahead We've got semi-finals and finals well, That we're supposed to play Here's what Ian Maxwell had to say on that It's difficult to say um, Obviously they're scheduled for just a little over a month's time That's obviously going to be impossible to play football in that time period um, But it's a flagship event for the Scottish FA It means a lot to clubs It means a lot to players It means a lot to supporters To watch their team lift the Scottish Cup And we want to give you know, every supporter that can the, the chance to come and watch those games be played So we will look to reschedule those, those games as soon as possible Well, the Scottish Cup 2020 can be played later on in 2020 I don't see any reason why you couldn't have a couple of semi-finals in September, a final in October. Why why don't you do something unique? Why don't you have two semi-finals on the Tuesday and Wednesday night and the final on the Sunday or the Saturday even? Try and make a spectacle yeah. of it, season ticket sales. So the Scottish Cup, how it's going to be concluded, is the easiest of them all. Also, most Roger, straightforward of them all uh, and it will be sorted. There's a possibility of cancelling the winter break as well. And yeah. giving us some oh, more dates that, as that, well We've got loads to, of possibilities that, down, yeah. the, down the road All manner of things You can cancel the winter break You can cancel Scottish Cup replays next season You can cancel part of the Betfred Cup competition You can bring it into a shorter period yeah. of time Let's, There's loads of things that can be done for next season But any chance of finishing this season by the end of June is laughable Want to get John in before the travel John and Paisley, what have you got for us? Right, my point is First of all, just like to thank the health service The nurses, the doctors every day the first responders, they're doing a great job keeping me going. You know what I mean? Well, keeping the country. Do you know what I mean? That's the first point. But see, you keep talking about these, these hypothetical questions, right? Make the league non void, get sell to the league, XYZ. You've got another point that you just keep forgetting the finances. There's people paid good money to watch football and they're suspended. If they don't complete the league, then there's eight games, right? That people are paid season ticket holders have paid their money. We're going to compensate them for that. Europa League, if they don't complete the Europa League, so you're telling me that the Bayer Leverkusen game for £43 it was all paid, was a waste of time. So there's financial cost to supporters. Who's going to compensate the supporters for that? It's a a very good point you make, John. I I think um, it will will come down to a contractual agreement between a supporter and the club. He's bought the tickets from what I mean. I'll give you an example. I know somebody was talking to me the other day there about Burry. Remember, Burry went bust at the start of the season and they left 23 teams in that League One in England. So all the season tickets had been sold on the basis that 
fans were getting to see 23 games Now they're only going to get to see 22 games And I'm told that some of the clubs Reimbursed their supporters For the game that they didn't get to see Home game against Bury And some of the clubs just didn't And the supporters had to suck it up And it was really just down to How each individual club Decided to, to to go ahead with the issue, and I think I think you'll be the same. You know, you, you clearly a Rangers fan. You might find that if the season is declared over, I'm not going to say null and void. I'm not going to say you know declared finished. If, if there are no more games and you've missed out on four or five or six home games, it will be up to Rangers whether they compensate you or not. I think some clubs will compensate fans. Other clubs probably won't compensate fans, but it is a very important issue, as you say. Depends on the finances, Roger. I think as a supporter of a club, now I'm only talking about myself here. If I if I had a season ticket for a club, and I knew that financially they were in trouble, and we had, as you say, four home games left, I think if you are a, a real supporter of that club, you decide. Look, as you say, I've just got to accept that. You know, it's not the club's fault. Uh, it's just one thing that's happened that we never ever seen coming, and I think you've just got to as a supporter say, "Yep, yeah, I'm happy to go with that." What do you think, John? I agree. I agree. See what Gordon just said, hmm. but then you've got a, you've got a point there that if it's, if Celtic get a league, there's a lot of fans will say, "Well, I'm not accepting that." If you do it not on void, fans are not going to accept it. So you're in a cash straight too. But see Europa, see the Europa League. If they don't play that Europa League, then see the Bayer Leverkusen game. Why should we have to... I mean, I, I'm quite staunch about that one. I don't mind it, right? But the £43,000 that we paid for a cup that never completed should not be happening. Do you know what I mean? That's, uh, you, you can say suck yeah. it up, but we have to suck it up all the time. No, that's true. And I think I would imagine, Roger, for sort of one-off games or, or one game here and there, it should be easier to come to some sort of conclusion. Yeah, if... I, 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 if there's a willingness I'm not having a go at Rangers Far from it If there's a willingness from The club To, to reach a, a conclusion yeah, You know some, some clubs may say You know You've had your game of football You've had your entertainment You've paid for it You're not getting your money back Time for some more travel And then we could be speaking to you On the lines next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna is here And Gordon DL Is alongside him So much uncertainty Surrounding life First and foremost And on a much smaller scale Football As we've been going over In tonight's show uh, What we've agreed Is that we're going to try And stay here as long as possible Try and keep you company Try and give everyone The football fix That if they're not craving already They certainly will be craving uh, In the weeks and months to come So there will be times when The show will sound a bit different We maybe won't have that much To discuss Roger Hanna um, And like I say A bit of patience required I think From everyone What we will do From now till For the foreseeable is take the opportunity to take a wee trip down memory lane mm. every now and then. A bit of football reminiscing, if you like. I think everyone can cope with that. So on this day, every night at this time, we're going to do on this day, where we look back mm. at significant football events from the world of Scottish football that happened on this day. We'll get the happy birthdays out of the way. Did you hear your birthday shout out last night? No, I didn't. All right, um, okay. I thank uh, Super Scoreboard for that. Yeah. Uh, did you Good mention to know you were listening? Uh, yeah, 58. Oh, so you, yeah. many happy I, returns. I, I have to say that we weren't listening. I, I, I took him out last night for his birthday. We've, we've done this show along with, we reckon we've done this 10 years maybe. Oh, maybe more. And I just, I, could, I couldn't decide what, to, what do you get in a man that's got everything, you know? Just something that he couldn't get his hands on himself, something that I managed to get from him. So, and he absolutely loved the 24 toilet rolls, didn't you? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, on this day, Fraser Forster was born. Clearly, an integral part of what Celtic are doing. Jamie McDonald, maybe there's a goalkeeping theme theme there. Mm. Uh, Ryan Hardy, they have the birthdays. On this day, 2002, mm-hmm. Gordon DL's Air United lose 4 0 to Rangers in the League Cup final. I couldn't have been on this day. It was a Sunday, that cup final. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not even joking, though. <laughs> I'm joking. I only threw that in because we have to be light hearted. I always remember that. It was the proudest moment as a football manager, Gordon. It was a little bit, I've got to say, there was a, a bit, a little bit embarrassing because. Uh, know how usually in a cup final you line up and the, the two managers walk out with the teams well for some reason we weren't doing that but the chairman Bill Barr had you know insisted you need to walk out with the team I'm saying well I think it was Alec McLeish was the manager yeah. of Rangers and Big Alec wasn't I'm, I'm, I'm saying chairman I no no no, no so you, you led air out and he didn't lead Rangers I was Gordon. I swear it was the longest walk I've ever had in my life. Would right? you, you remember the game? I, re, I remember we were we, we had a young young team, and obviously Rangers had players in it. Twelve million pounds told Andrew Flo, which was a big change in the game for me because two three minutes to half time, uh, we're nil nil, Roger, and you're thinking what a team talk this could be at half time. Just get in cup final nil nil against Rangers. Look at the squad. Look at the the players that they've got. And um, one of my midfield players, young player, dropped to runner and Tori Andrew Flo scored with about three minutes to go. Half time. I deflated us a little bit. Um, and then the other three you just followed? Yeah, I, the, the players didn't follow my tactics and uh, they suffered for it. I must admit, but I was I, very proud of them. I feel like I remember the 7 1 game, 7 0, 7 1. Yeah, yeah, that was. Because Kanchelska stood in the ball. I really feel as if that single moment. Made that one stand out Anyway That's yeah, just a and, personal and, and, thing And the phone now you, You've got to remember That young team he put out That day you know Yogi Hughes Ex-Celtic Hold Pat, on a minute Pat McGinley have you, the team, have you got the team there James Grady Round for years Brian McLaughlin Ex-Celtic have you, did you oh, didn't, Don't sound that young Did you Google the team? Didn't sound that young to no. me either. Anyway 2004 In 2004 On this day Henrik Larsson Equaled Bobby Lennox's record Of 106, 167 league goals In a 2-1 win away to Dundee He wasn't bad Roger he was alright He was a uh, yeah, decent player Decent, decent player yeah. Bobby Lennox or Henry Lars? Well both Bobby Lennox was terrific And a terrific lad as well And people of Paisley Don't think we've forgotten about you 2013 St Mirren win their first ever League Cup A 3-2 win against Hearts And a terrific final as well Roger you have to say Yeah it was a really good game Swung back and forth Is that Danny Lennon's Thompson, one? Danny Lennon yeah Jim Goodwin was the captain Manager now Captain that mm. day Took the trophy back to Paisley I think there was a A couple of half laggers Taken in the town that night Oh he, they should have been And he tells Doesn't he tell a nice story about Did they not release a commemorative DVD afterwards And I think it's called St Mirren's Day And the story goes that I think it was the morning of the game Jim Goodwin comes downstairs His young daughter is Is eating breakfast or whatever And he says Happy St Patrick's Day And she replies In childhood innocence No it's St Mirren's Day And it turned out to be And then they named the DVD after it so right, that's fantastic. I was born. Well, if I've made it up, it's a great story. But no, yeah. I think it, I think it is true. I was born five minutes before St Patrick's Day. Five to twelve, I was born. Gone. I wonder if my father would have called me Patrick. 
Unlikely, I think. I'm standing here with Patrick Dial and Roger Hanna. Uh, anyway, that's your on this day for today. We'll keep that coming in the coming days and weeks. Hopefully, have a bit of fun with it. Just a trip down memory lane. Remember the football since we don't actually have any at the moment. Catherine is a Celtic fan from Wisher. How are you going to solve all this, Catherine? We're putting you in charge. How do you resolve it? Well, as you're talking about things in the past, why don't we go to the Pools panel? The Pools you know, panel? Years ago. Yep. Pools panel. Yeah. Points that'll... for draws, points for... And then that would, that would end up and for the... Do you, the, know, the, the, do you know how the, the Pools panel game? started, Catherine? Pools panel, no, st- Pools panel started in the winter of 1962-63. There was a big freeze down south and there was no football at all for about three or four yeah. months. And... Mm-hmm. People's pools coupon, you know, the the whole thing was going to collapse about their ears, and they brought yeah. in the pools panel to predict what the scores would have been during the big freeze so of sixty two. Ex- explain that to people of my age and people even younger. You don't, you don't know that. Yeah, I know, I know roughly what it is, but you know, I've obviously never really thought well, about the, it. The, the, yeah. the pools are a precursor to your fixed odds betting, yeah. if you like. You, you get a list of fifty five mm-hmm. or fifty, you know, senior games, the four English top leagues, the Scottish senior leagues, and you were to predict. You get three points if you predicted a score draw. You get, I think, two points if you predicted yeah. a no score Brilliant. draw. A point and a half if you predicted an away win. When they and read the, person, the results, Roger, it was Motherwell v Hamilton, home win. Three points. One point for a home win. Three points for a score draw. Score draw. Sorry. So, how, how would we use I, this to determine the rest of the season? Well, obviously, you wouldn't give the points as such, but the, the, the panel would determine this, what they used to do, yeah. like a away win. But they, wouldn't, they don't allocate the points. That's how people had their pools coupon on. They got their points and whoever had so many points won the pools. But um, I think for the for that, this is obviously an unprecedented thing that's happening at the moment. And I think they, if that was accepted back in the day then for people to, to make winnings on it, um, that, pool, that there's some sort of pools panel could sit and determine from um, the sort of... The outcome the of the games. Mm. The, the, the way the teams have been playing throughout the season, obviously, had, that's how they picked who would who they would suggest might have, might have won that game. I mean, Catherine is right. I mean, clearly that used to happen to an extent. Would what percentage of the Scottish football population <laughs> would trust that? <laughs> Absolutely none. I would go the other way. I'd go back to the old-fashioned day. Get the two captains together in the stadium, toss a coin. Remember. I think at this stage we can't scoff at any suggestion because it, is, coin, it, it could I, get that desperate. I, I, I think the chances of Daz changing his name to Patrick are better <laughs> than the chances of a, of a pools panel sitting to decide who wins the SPFL Premiership. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Thank you very much, Catherine in Wisher. Let's play Beat the Pundit. Let's see if you are having to. Isolate yourself Maybe you've been studying hard To take on Roger Hanna Or Gordon DL Now is your chance 0141 951 1025 And you have to call us Before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL is alongside him And we are trying our best To make sense of what's going on In the weird and wonderful world of football At the moment Just to recap tonight's um, breaking news And that's that Scotland's leagues In line with all the other European countries Have agreed with UEFA To try and finish the domestic season By the end of June The problem is It doesn't look likely Ian Maxwell agrees It doesn't look likely Everyone agrees It doesn't look likely So whether we actually get anywhere near that or not 
That remains to be seen But that's still the news Coming out of UEFA Just for confirmation Euro 2020 Has been cancelled Or pushed back a year Until 2021 I should say Scotland's playoff Against Israel Again at the moment Scheduled for June But I think everyone agrees That is fairly unlikely As soon as we play Beat the Pundit We're going to speak to A current Premiership footballer Just to find out What exactly life is like For them at the moment So we'll do that After this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time A good week Already up and running For the listeners Hugh Keevans gave a ball away Last night Beating on a tiebreaker 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 he was So let's see how we get on tonight Chris is a Motherwell fan He's over in Northern Ireland At the moment Hi Chris Hi Gordon How are you? Not too bad How are you? I'm not too shabby At all mate Not too shabby Good stuff I'm looking through these questions Just I mean I couldn't give Possibly Give anything away But I'm just wondering If there's any Motherwell ones in there Let's toss the coin And see who you're up against You will either take on Roger if it's heads Or Gordon DL If it is tails and it's heads Ooh. It's Roger Hanna Up Ooh. against Chris Good In luck, Chris. Northern Ireland Now remember Roger starts on minus one I am currently <clears throat> Undergoing um, A consultation To see if he should Move on to minus two um, But the, the world's in turmoil At the moment So I don't feel <laughs> we can Really move forward with it Currently So I'm going to give Roger Some Clyde two To listen to He's got us He's given me the thumbs up So he can't hear us anymore Chris And you have 30 seconds Go on head to head And you can Pass Okay Okay. Good yep. man. Your time starts now. Who's the chairman of Celtic? Uh, Peter Lyle. Name either scorer for Rangers in the 2016 Scottish Cup final against Hibs. Cavanier. Uh, uh, Which goalkeeper has the third most clean sheets in this season's Premiership? Mark Gillespie. What is the traditional name of Hamilton's home ground? Uh, New Douglas Park. Which Scottish player is currently on loan with Alaves of Spain? Oh, uh, Oli McDonnell. Which Motherwell player has received the most yellow cards in the Premiership this season? Liam Donnelly. Okay. Let's bring Roger back. Roger, can you hear us? Yes, please. Great. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's get stuck in. Who's the chairman of Celtic? Ian Bankier. Name either scorer for Rangers in the 2016 Scottish Cup final against Hibs. Andy Halliday. Which goalkeeper has the third most clean sheets in this season's Premiership? Mark Gillespie. What is the traditional name of Hamilton's home ground? Douglas Park Which Scottish player Is currently on loan With Alves of Spain Ole Burke Which Motherwell player Has the most yellow cards In the Premiership This season Liam Donnelly Who is the current Head coach of Hibs Jack Ross Easy one to finish on Chris what do you think I, I've mucked up With Mike Burnley one there I was getting uh, Confused with uh, Ollie. Was the other Ollie Exactly uh, That's what it was yep. He did not too bad uh, It's a bit predictable Roger Hanna's just He's a runaway train But he gets the minus one So let's see if that Played any part Who's the chairman of Celtic It is Ian Bank here um, Peter Lowell's the chief exec So I can see why You made that mistake Chris So that's Roger um, Level if you like Nil nil We'll start from here Name either scorer for Rangers In the 2016 Scottish Cup final You had the choice of Kenny Miller Or Andy Halliday Roger gets it and goes one in front Which goalkeeper has the third most clean sheets From this season's Premiership It is Mark Gillespie It's your goalkeeper Chris Unfortunately Roger knew it as well The traditional name of Hamilton's home ground Producer Andy says he's not taking Douglas Park because it's shut in 1994 So the traditional name of this one Would be New Douglas Park Ah, uh, behave yourself Well, 
Douglas Park. Well, I played there. Douglas. That's Douglas Park. They don't play there anymore. Where did do Chris they? get? Chris said New Douglas Park. I, I, New Give Douglas Park. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Roger's wrong. Uh, which, which Scottish player is currently on loan with Alves of Spain? You did get your Ollies mixed up, Chris. It's Oliver Burke, not McBurney. Roger got it, I'm afraid. How many? Uh, which Motherwell player has the most yellow cards in the league this season? It is Liam Donnelly. He both got it. He's on 12. He's a good bit ahead of anyone else in the league. And I'm afraid, Chris, Roger got one more question. Who's the head coach of Hibs? It is Jack Ross, and you'd have known that as well. So for Roger... Yeah, well, done. Yeah, Roger, one, two, three, four, five for Roger. And a th- that's that's taking... You got six right, but I've taken your one off. You got five, and Chris got three. Hard lines, Chris. Producer Andy ah, is now with the circle of trust. <laughs> Good man, that was Chris, a Motherwell fan over in Northern Ireland. A 5-3 victory for Roger Hanna. You've... Let's Let's be be honest. I'm down minus two, mate. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I'll take those toilet rolls back off you. No, you can have them uh, because yeah, you'll probably so. need them. You're full. Um, <laughs> I just think minus two is the way forward. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's ridiculous. He's lost once in about I'll be, a year uh, and a half. I'll be consulting Ann Budge's lawyers. <laughs> if that Taking happens. legal action. Anyway, 01419511025. That's the number you need to get in touch. And on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. Fans have been falling over themselves to have their say at the moment. What should happen with the, the rest of the league? And where do we go from here? And we've had developments from UEFA today. What we haven't heard much of, because they are nowhere to be seen at the moment, is our footballers. The guys who are out there, or not out there at the moment, who should be out there uh, playing games, keeping us all entertained. The guys that we're missing, even the ones you don't like, you'll be missing them before long. Um, that's not to say we don't like this guy So I'm pleased to say we've got Tony Watts Motherwell striker on the line at the moment Tony, how are you? Not too bad, Gordon, not too bad How are you, mate? Not too bad at all What is life like for you and your fellow pros at the moment? <sighs> Quiet I'm demented after two days in the house uh, Well, to be fair, I had it for a couple of days before I went to Marvel But it feels a lot stranger than then It feels as if something's really going wrong in the world What's the, what was the timeline like? I mean, because for you guys, I guess, going back to that Friday, you were only a couple of hours away from kick-off against Aberdeen when when the, when the plug got pulled. What was it all been like? Well, my normal day for a game, I, I eat in stages. I don't have like a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I have a few more meals, just smaller ones. And I'd already had the first two of my meals. And it was on the way for the game, and not on the way to the stadium, but I was in preparation for it. And... Just the boys were saying in the group chat This game's going to get called off And I was 50-50 on it And I was thinking Surely not, surely not And then we got a text in Saying stay away until Monday And then obviously Things just escalated And now we're off until next Monday So it's just It's been a It's been a madness It's Something that I never ever expected It would happen such a short space of time yeah, I'm going to try my best to not make jokes about how many meals Roger Hanna or Gordon DL had eaten by that stage um, on, on the same day uh, so, so what's the state of play at the moment Tony you mentioned something about next Monday there so you've not been in training at all is that indefinite or is, is Monday the, the return date at the moment well it's just kind of shows you everybody talks about how well a job my are doing but even on the field you see the position they're in before I got there and everything you can see why we've been gave a programme to do we've had options for runs if you've got a pitch a treadmill a track or on the road we've got sessions we can do upper body for in the gym or for at home they've got everything down to a tee without putting stress on you and they've been brilliant they've kind of set out a full programme within an hour or two training being cancelled on Monday we had that up in 
without obviously putting pressure on us and saying it's online or something on like not on an app but you put it on your phone and you can go through everything click through it and get everything by the touch of your fingers and they've been spot on a, a sports scientist Andy Bowles he's been unbelievable about it being a good professional Tony like myself did the club know that you're actually doing <laughs> the, your training well you can show proof obviously you can take pictures you could just go up there yeah. take a picture and turn around and go but uh-huh. Because I was just going to give you a few you tips to how to get out and just sit your feet up. You're, you're dealing with a man. Oh, you're, you're dealing with that there, Tony, a man who once put a GPS band in his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been close to that before. I've done that. I was going to ask there, Tony. Players up and down the land, they don't know whether they'll be playing football for the rest of the season. A, a lot of the boys are out of contract in the summer at clubs up and down the country. Where, you know, including yourself. Where, where does that leave boys? Is you know, is there uncertainty among a lot of players down the leagues, maybe even in the Premiership, about what will happen beyond this summer? Oh, absolutely. There'll be boys in strong positions who maybe got fifteen, twenty goals this year out of contract and maybe getting a higher move, and people don't worry about them, but. You've got boys who may be struggling for the next contract, teams on a budget, and people thinking, I need bills to pay next year. And if teams turn around and don't pay boys, they don't play until next year. It's going to be hard for some people, and some people maybe need to drop down a level or two. And it's it's not fair, obviously, on the the ones who maybe aren't getting a game just now and their contract runs out. They'll be scrambling for next season, and it is. Obviously, I'm in a, the same position out of contract, but the club's been good for me and they told me I'm here until the summer and then we have you next year and you trust what they say, you trust how they look after you and it's a good club. I've not really worried about it yet, but you do. You feel bad for the boys, even part-time boys who who need the money and it's, it's a sticky situation to be in for a lot of players. Um, and this is the bit that I'm particularly interested in. What on earth do you do with your spare time? Well, I've, Obviously, I'm quite active on PlayStation and PlayStation. stuff like that. So he loves it. I can oh. I can spend a lot of my hours on PlayStation. I've got an excuse. We'll call it team bond, and a few of the boys for the team are on it. So I try and throw that excuse into the misses, but I'm not quite sure how uh, it goes down. To be honest, because I've seen this on social media, and I must admit, I'm not too down with the with the lingo. But you not got some sort of competition on the horizon tonight maybe in the next hour or so have you managed to recruit some of your fellow SPFL Premiership players to get involved Aye there's a there's a game mode on FIFA where you can pick a position as if you were playing in an actual team and you can go to goalie centre half etc and I'm trying to recruit 11 boys in the SPL to play against like fans and other teams and we've got a few interesting people lined up to play against and who have you got give us names name drop I've got a friend that Sheffield Wednesday he said Stephen Fletcher's their captain so my friend Morgan Fox I played with him at Charlton who we're maybe playing against them there's a big YouTuber we're playing against his team as well so there's a few there's a few tasty competitors out there shall we say I have no idea Gordon Dale's face do you know what Gordon Dale's face reminds me of yeah listen listen to this this is what Gordon Dale's face reminds me of I like the PlayStation do you like a PlayStation? <laughs> Do you remember that? It was just when Tony said he was going to pick a position. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare. No, no, I was going to ask whether Daz was still going to be a striker or whether right. he would have done something else. I have no idea what Tony Watt's talking about. Well, the, the magic of the internet means that he can sit in the comfort of his living room and or play bedroom. And, football. And, well, well, not actual football. Aye, on and a, yeah, and on can play against players from other teams and they've all been at it on social media trying to, to and arrange it. And you sit with the wee headset on you can talk oh, to you guys? Absolutely, yeah. Tony will shed more light on that than I can. 
Do you, Tony? Yeah, well, I, I've Tony, got how that, old are you, can I ask? I know, it's sad enough. What is your wife thinking of you just now? Your family is listening to, to this. She likes peace. She likes she peace. <laughs> oh, she, she loves it. <laughs> she bought you. If I'm in a different room, well, she could be any happier. That's my, that, that is maybe the secret to a long marriage. Yeah. You should have tried that, guys. <laughs> Three no. PlayStations I would have needed. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pick a position. I'll probably go in the middle and pull the strings. We've got Big Deck Gallagher up front. We've got all sorts of... We'll get a laugh out it and I'll put the camera on and I'll stream it to everybody so they can watch and it's it's quite good for people to watch. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's uh, sad when you're talking about it, but I'm trying to spin it in a nice way. If this drought of football continues for the next few weeks, Tony, I'll be coming down doing match reports for the paper on your games, believe me. That is that is the stage uh, that we're getting to. Tony, at the moment, on a on a more serious note, then any any idea of of when you return to, to sort of normal or is it just just wait and see like everyone else? I think it'll Obviously got few and I think it'll be week by week. I think by the weekend we'll find out for the next week and then I think looking at it, I think they're just going to play it by ear with the governments and stuff. So I don't think they can say to us we're off for two months or because nothing's been nothing's been uh, confirmed. So the yeah. club will probably have the hardest job whether to control if we're in one, if we're in twos, if we're in everybody. It's just it's not there's not no certainty, is there? There's nothing that they can say We'll come in and train as a group. We'll play eleven against eleven every day and improve your fitness. There's not, Dave's not got an answer. And it's coming for the top. If the top could tell us what we're doing, then they'd probably yeah. know more. Is there any need for Gordon was joking earlier about you know how did the club know that you're keeping up the training and stuff? Is there any need for a level of contact? Is there you know does it X amount of times a week the club stay in touch or are you guys just trusted to to go off and, and do your thing? You know what, see the first day you come back We'll be tested probably We'll get me drawn and see if they see a drop in fitness It'll put a bad taste in their mouth And you know what it's like Even in football, you'll know If you go back unfit You're not you're no able to joke MD You're not able to fool anybody They'll see straight away And they'll probably be unhappy with that So it's better to go and do your thing And for your own career as well As long as you're going back in a good shape Without games, your fitness will naturally tail off for matches But you can always go back with a good base fitness from the runs, from the going out on the road, on the treadmill, on the track, and make sure that you're you not know, putting that sour taste in your manager's mouth because they know everything when you go back. Everything's tested now with the heart rates, GPSs, everything, certain distances you need to get to. Yeah, it seems a bit strange talking about you know the, the actual football or the season that, that's gone by, Tony, but just since we've got you, how have you found... Motherwell since you've been there And I know there's so much uncertainty I, I do accept that But from what you've seen so far Is is it the type of place That you'd like to maybe settle down After moving about quite a bit recently? Yeah, I, I need to be somewhere I tried to do it since last year And it just For one or two things It never happened And I got a good offer to go to Bulgaria And I would have liked to stay there Two or three years But I feel like I've got a bit Lucky in terms of the setup here And Motherwell coming back The third place And I, I need to be at a club for in my eyes another two years I would like to be minimum that's not me saying in two years I'm leaving I'm just saying if I can play well enough if I can do what I can do I need to be somewhere where I leave a mark instead of having this kind of untapped potential of the talks about oh he's got ability but he's not done it he's, that I need to put positive words in people's mouths and I think by staying in the one place for a long period of time and not Moving about would probably do that And and it looks as if, Regardless of how the season finishes Tony It looks as if Mother will have a right good chance Of playing Europa League football next season So I take it 
you know, even though you are out of contract, your your priority, your preference would be to stay at Motherwell next season and play again. Yeah, absolutely. Just even for the fact that the manager had me in after a day and he was saying, I like you. He was telling me everything. He said, your ability, I know what I can get out of you. And even now, I was in his office a week ago and he was saying, I know what I can get out of you. Like, you're a good player. And he doesn't need to come and tell you. He doesn't need to say that I want your fitness levels up to this so you can play for me. And to be honest, I'm not saying this because I'm in there, but you can see why Motherwell are where they are because the demand on the players, the fitness levels, the press, and he doesn't want you to do it for 60 minutes. He wants you to be able to do it for 100 minutes, 120 minutes, so that you're ready every single Saturday in case in case the game goes into overtime, extra time, sorry, like the cup game we played, and he expects you to go and play 120 minutes at full level, and that's why the fitness is so rigorous, it's so hard, and he's been so good with me in terms of I'd like to pay him back Sounds a wee bit. He sounds a wee bit like a suit. Oh. Tony Watt, doesn't no, he? Well, he's well, never well. out the manager's <laughs> office. Are you having a cup of tea with him, that Tony? I think I think the ambition for all Motherwell players, Tony. This man to my left, Gordon Dale, big Motherwell fan, as you know, he's going about this season where he's quite a weight off with nine in the back. The ambition for all players for the start of next season, that should be walking about with eight and what in the back, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely I don't know how I got the number 8 jersey Because that's usually up and down midfielders But we just cut on that he should be wearing that But I think the number 9 jersey is well looked after And long as well there is, a, there is a good squad there And it's That's what I say It's, just, it's good to go in there And what you're talking about there The manager's got them all fit working But the quality's there as well But it all intertwines and it all gets there And if they do get Europe then it's absolutely deserved because of the season. Tony, I'll let you go because I know the big PlayStation match Ooh. will be kicking off in about half an hour or so. I'm going to get the details and pass them on to Gordon so he can watch. But thanks a lot for taking the time. So it was Tony Watt on the line just giving us a little bit of insight into what life is like for a footballer at the moment. Because yeah, but what about a pundit? We have to look after ourselves, Gordon. Our, our gym at Ravenscraig is closed down. Yeah, got the news uh, today. Yeah, yep. so I've no PlayStation. But what I've decided to do is... I built a little gym in my spare room. I've got my bike in there. Well, once Mushroom delivers it, he's been promising me. Uh, my turbo trainer and uh, what's a turbo oh, trainer? You put the back wheel on and away you go. Right, okay. you know? is, that, is that why I saw that vending machine getting delivered? Yeah, every, everything's going in everything's there. In everything's in there. Everything's going in That's there. Good. We we have to look after ourselves as well. Listen, <laughs> don't, don't you? My, my gym's still open. I've got guest passes. You can come in with me. That's lovely. Thank People you. People of North Lanarkshire are breathing a sigh of relief. On it, see, watching him the way he goes about his business in the gym, it's like uh, in my oh, head. Please. I hear the Attenborough. Um, narration over it Because you should just See the way he just moves From one person to the next Who can he pester <laughs> He's always on the swivel And I see him talking to this person Then he goes over to that And then he gets louder oh. And then he goes on to someone else And then the, le- the level of conversation I assume that he knows this person But he's only just met them For the first time And on and on it goes He spends about three hours a day in there You were saying it was actually One day a few weeks ago He spoke to a guy yeah, sometimes <laughs> Sometimes But I think we move on This is a family show Don't want to get us in trouble We've got a full time teaser And Jim is in Springbourne He'll be next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com We're going to speak to Jim In Springbourne very soon Because he's been hanging on patiently But let's quickly get The full time teaser Up and running 
If you are a regular listener to the show You will know the drill If you're not What happens with the full time teaser Is you send in the questions to us And we try And see if the pundits can come up with the answers In the final 30 minutes or so Now on a Tuesday They have to be Particularly difficult Because Roger Hanna Presumably has been self-isolating With his football books For the last 40 years And if the questions are too easy It blows them out of the water So this one is really tough Really really tough tonight And it's got a bit of an English Theme to it Can you name 10 former players Who have scored 25 or more English Premier League goals All for one club But that club is no longer In the English Premier League Gordon you, uh, Do you know what face you're pulling You're pulling this face again I like the PlayStation Do you like the PlayStation You're no, pulling the like same the face As when Tony Watt was telling us About no, your big I've PlayStation got, I've match i under control So name 10 former players Yeah Who've scored 25 or more English Premier League goals All for one club Right okay But that club is no longer In they, the English Premier League They don't need to have done it In the one season No Robbie Keane How Leeds Did he not score for Leeds yeah He's I was, not one I was going to say Alan Smith for Leeds No Mark Viduka for Leeds mm, No There are some with a Scottish connection Well we keep going Leeds till we get yeah, it Yeah There is a Leeds yeah. one Gary yeah. Speed No Oh god McAllister done um... Ooh, Come on up Some of these front. guys are bound to score 25 or more goals Ah, oh, the big lad up front Nah, it's not a striker for some reason, the Leeds one That went back to centre-half <laughs> Ian Hart? Yes Ah, oh, brilliant free kick and penalty kick yes. specialist uh, We do have a, like I say, there is a. there, there are three of them that have played up here uh, Three of them have played up here? Yep. What about Nottingham Forest, Roger, somebody else? Have... No, no, don't waste your time there, no No, okay, right, that's fine Preston Well Preston haven't been in the English Premier League have they? Have they not? No oh, No these, I was these just goals thinking... were scored in the Premier League? Yes um, Kevin Gallagher Blackburn No Somebody played by Blackburn Chris Sutton Sutton there are, There's one Blackburn There's none of, the guy, none of the guys that played up here He's actually more recently so Chris Sutton didn't score 25 goals for Blackburn in the English Premier League I'm wondering if it's just if they, they must have done it for just the one club Does that make sense? That must be that must be the caveat Because as you've been throwing these names at me So 10 former players who've scored 25 or more English Premier League goals All for one club So maybe they've not scored them for any other club If that makes sense Surely Chris Sutton scored 25 goals Yes but he maybe also, also did it for Norwich did he not? Oh, right okay Okay. Something Big Bellamy I'm, Nope I'm coming out with some great names right, We'll leave it there I think you need some thinking time on this one It's particularly tough Let's speak to Jim in Springburn Hi Jim Hi Gordon Thanks for taking my call No problem Good Jim. evening Roger and Daz Hi Jim uh, I'm just uh, I'm surprised nobody's thought of this the, the players' contracts are made up on June the 9th Are they going to extend the season? How are they going to uh, keep the, the players' contracts running Until the season's finished out Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right to raise it, Jim We did touch on it on Friday Now, of course, things have moved on a bit since then But Fraser Wishart was actually with us um, On Friday, and of course, as you would expect He's he's well across it He was telling us, Roger, that the the cut-off, if you like Is June the 9th, player, cu- uh, player contracts 
tend to expire on June the 9th We've just heard from Tony Watt His current Motherwell deal Would be up at the end of the season There will be loads others like him And that's just one of many obstacles That at the moment Stands in the way of this Hypothetical scenario That we can play The remainder of this season In June, July, August, yeah, September there, Whenever there, it may there be There are just so many obstacles Jim's right The contractual obstacle is one If players' contracts end on June the 9th What are they going to do for the next three weeks? The clubs will say You're going to come and play for us well, are you going to are you going to give me a contract that lasts longer than three weeks? Because somebody else might. So why should I play for you for three weeks, break my leg, and then I don't get a contract for next season with somebody? Um, are players insured beyond their contracts? Um, what happens if players or managers or staff members, backroom team, are struck down with coronavirus? You know, does everyone have to self isolate? I just think it's it would be impossible for us, unimaginable to think. That no one in Scottish football is going to be touched by this disease between now and the 30th of June So I just can't see any way that the season is going to be finished by the 30th of June I do appreciate I'm asking a lot of you because we're dealing in ultimate hypotheticals here Does the issue surrounding player contracts seem from the outset without being in amongst the detail like something that could maybe be figured out given that we are in these unprecedented times and something is going to have to give does it seem to you like that's an obstacle that we could get over but but how i don't know that's what i'm asking yeah by an extension of the contract you're you're basically why, why would players does put yourself in the, in the shoes of players why would players sign a deal for three weeks when another uh, club's prepared when, to, when give another club's prepared to give them two or three years Why yeah. would you, you know You could break a leg in those three weeks yeah. And another club pulls out Of the course deal. I get that But for instance We're dealing in such hypotheticals here But for instance if, if everyone was to do it You know if all contracts that expired on June the 9th Were somehow autom- automatically extended to the end of the domestic season Whenever that may be um, I'm just I, I, spitballing here. I, I, I know, yeah. I, I can't see it. I, I just can't see it happen. Lovely to think it would happen. I mean, the, I, I the guess that needs FIFA intervention yeah, as well. The, the practicality of it, I just can't see how it would happen. But listen, I can say that about 10 or 12 things that would prevent the season finishing on June the 30th. What do you think, Jim? Right. Yeah, well, uh, can you ever hold the, the, can the, 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 hold the contracts and make players see out the season? Uh, I don't think Yeah I no, don't think the, that's been answered The, the, the been contract's answered a contract of employment Between an individual And a football club it, it, it Essentially it's nothing You know that part of it Has nothing really to do with FIFA So FIFA couldn't tell the players Couldn't demand of the players That they play Right Can another team go out And buy somebody else there? Well, uh, well, could the Carlton Atkins Go out and buy Ronaldo For whatever <laughs> To keep them up You know what I mean? Well, that, that's the thing Players need to be bought By the 31st of January to play for the remainder of that season So you know I know Jim's joking there about Ronaldo But I mean For argument's sake Hearts Hearts couldn't go out Flex their financial muscle over Hamilton St Milne And buy three or four players For the last eight games of the season That's not allowed Yeah but then But then it would be Would it not If the season was to Extend beyond the opening of The transfer window Oh, Can, can you imagine that Yeah and, and that brings its own problems yeah. what, What's your personal take on that Because I've seen the two extremes are obviously You can't have that You can't have mm-hmm. this season's title decided by next season's squad But I've also seen Well who cares You might just have to And teams get stronger Rich teams will always be the strongest Tough Suck it up Get on with it What, what would your Somewhere in the middle possibly um, Well you're looking at then Three uh, transfer windows instead of two In the season 
Um, no, no, not not necessarily. Yeah, you would be because you can't until the season finishes. You've got the summer and you've got January, and then the season finishes, and then you're able to sign players after that. I don't think that would be a solution either, Gordon, because yeah, I think Roger's right. You could be a Hearts, and you could say, right, we can throw a right few quid at this to keep us up. Um, yeah, people will look mm-hmm. at it the other way and say, well, but I mean, do you technically, know what? That's though, fine. I mean, technically, and I, I, I don't disagree, but I'm just trying to to take a broader view of it. What? How is that different from January? Hearts were in the mire in January, and Hearts had more money than Hamilton Ackies or St Mirren in January, mm-hmm. and could have thrown more money at it to, to get out. You know, why? Why is it different? Because I think in in January, if Hearts are looking at it, and they didn't. Th- Decide to throw more money but, at but it But they did They, thought, they did They signed Liam Boyd Right okay it, It's different because That's the role at the start of the season At the start of this season 2019-20 You thought you were only getting That one opportunity you, at you, it in January You thought you had until the 31st okay. of August And then you had the calendar month of January You didn't have a wee Six weeks at the end of the season Where you could mm-hmm. tool up and stay up I get that But also going back to it Given that everybody keeps telling us Everyone seems aware That these are unprecedented times It, it seems like something might have to give somewhere And I just wonder if that could be it um, Well, you're quite right It is unprecedented times We are debating things That have never been debated before The football authorities are making decisions That they never thought They were going to have to make So perhaps you're right But can you imagine the outcry if the SPFL Premiership title was decided by a guy who had been signed a fortnight earlier for 10 million quid. That would be good fun. Uh, Jim is in Springburn. <laughs> Let's speak to James in Paisley. Hi, James. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not bad Hi, at James. all, James. What have you got for us? Um, I listened to one, one of the callers earlier and he was expressing his gratitude to the healthcare workers. I'd also like to extend my gratitude as well. Yeah, what a job you guys are doing. Um, my point is, is see we all the talk about who the title goes to and 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 kind of obviously when I started politics and, and the Scottish game is mental, but see the bigger issue is the finances for the, for the kind of small clubs. So what my proposal would be is mainly for Roger because I know that he's kind of got the knowing these kind of things or well he's better seated. Was see for the start of next season we just kibosh this full season right it's done it's not, we're not going to be able to play these games before the end of was it June. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not going to happen. I think we're all we're all in agreement that's not going to happen. So see if we kiboshed it completely and joined the championship and the premiership together for just for next season and then the cut off was the midway point of the table. What an interesting league it would be for next year, plus all the smaller teams for the championship would um get the money for Rangers and Celtic going away to their grounds like we've seen when, when Rangers obviously went down and the money that brought to some of the clubs were at home games They were setting their futures For the next five years You know what I mean uh, Listen it's a very interesting thing You say James And I think Each of the individual leagues Throughout Europe Have to look to find answers That, that are appropriate To the questions that, You know That are being thrown up At the minute One of the things That was talked about At the weekend And I think this has been proposed By a couple of teams Further down the leagues Is that there would be Promotion but no relegation Next season Then you know Now So Kelty Hearts And Barora Rangers Would come up Mark Wilson's breaking Would stay up then Cove and Edinburgh City would go up. No one would come down. Two up. Then two up would be Raith and Falkirk. No one yep. would come down. So the would be safe. Then the United Inverness would go up into a 14-team Premiership. Now, the issue that then comes in is how do you split it? you split it 6 and 8? you split it 7 and 7? How many games get played? And the problem you have with getting clubs, James, to embrace this is the same problem you would have getting clubs to embrace your proposal. Because A... 
All the clubs want as many games as they can get against Celtic and Rangers. And if you have a league that goes to maybe 20 teams or 18 teams, then each team will only get two games again at home to Celtic and Rangers. And also, the TV companies who put in an awful lot of money, they want four Celtic versus Rangers games. I, I don't Rangers think, I don't think that's a good idea, putting the Championship and the Premiership together, I, Roger. I, I, the, the wh- whether product, it's a good idea or not, the clubs won't want it. No, it looks a product as well, I've got to say. I think it's, you know, you would have games there that I don't think would excite anybody at all. And I'm not being disrespectful to some of the Championship teams. Um, I don't know how you work this out, Gordon. Uh, but something certainly has got to be done and we will we'll have a million you know people coming out with different ways of doing it but I've absolutely no idea sitting here just now how we can d- do this see the thing about this two up Roger and I've seen loads of people mention it what, what about poor Dundee and Ayr who are sitting in the, the playoff places at the moment yeah. why on earth is it two I can almost understand and I, I know that well, leaves I, you with an odd number I, I, I get I, that I think but this is being proposed on the basis that there would be no more football you know, the, yeah, the, and I know that, but I mean, surely if you are in, if you are in in the playoff places at the moment, and the the team that's in second just happens to be in a superior playoff hmm. place to you, they just get to go up, and, and you don't. I just I feel as if that would be problematic. It's, it's the same argument going the other way, Gordon, by saying, well, you know. Let's well, we'll go down the way. Let's ha- relegate Hearts. Yeah, but well, this is all based uh, yeah, on no relegation, though. Yeah, but I, I totally agree with you because the teams in third and fourth have got every right to have the opportunity to go up as well. So I I, I know mm. that we're and, in a difficult and, situation, Roger, and I know that there's no easy answers whatsoever to it. But I just don't think that's right. It's a good question, James. We could have done that all night, but I'm going to have to knock it in the head. Thank you very much, though, for your call, James and Paisley. Give us a call back sometime. Let's. Revisit this teaser um, I just went on And double checked the question Because you know John Smith's never wrong uh, The The title is One Club Wonders So that's speci- You know Name the 10 former players Who've scored 25 or more English Premier League right. goals All for the one club So the reason it's not Chris Sutton's because he's scored Premier League goals oh, For another okay. club So has Robbie Keane So has Mark Viduka Oh, well, I mean? That puts Kevin yeah. Phillips out for me So when you've got Ian Hart He I, scored I, I, 28 I, I, goals for Leeds But he's never done it For anyone else Oh so was it Kevin Phillips? That said no, no. Because no, he about, was uh, What about Dean Windass at Hull? No. Nope. Robin Elliott, Middlesbrough. No. Oh, Janino. Yes, Janino. Thinking of guys who have played up here because you mentioned two or three that had played well up done. here before. Uh, uh, up here, Celtic, Dion Dubliner. No. Again, he's a man of many clubs, so you're not looking for these guys. You're not looking for men of many clubs. You should not. Les Ferdinand at QPR. No, man of many clubs. He would probably do it at Newcastle as well. Darren Bent clubs. Um, I'm just trying to think of the oldie goldies. Rodalega Wigan. Nah, I'll give you some more thinking time, and we will get back to it next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. We're on Twitter as well as the phones, and actually, uh, Tony Watt has been in touch. For you too He was on the phone earlier He was trying to explain What uh, footballers do In their, t- their time mm. off And he's got he's got this big FIFA match Arranged yep. um, Gordon The look in his face Just didn't understand it So he's He sent us a message And he's, he's He's listing the team So he's playing He's got himself down As the captain He says He's got his teammates David Turnbull Sherwin Seedorf Declan Gallagher They're all taking part So they'll take a position each uh-huh. On that he's got Harry Cochran 
Um, Hearts youngster Simon Murray Former Hibs striker In there as well uh, But there is a space For What position? A left back And a right back And he's hoping That you two could, could Step go, up I'll go right back I've played there before With uh, Rangers At Tannadice Have you got a Playstation? I'll get one <laughs> What in the next 10 minutes? Yeah Get right. one in the way home Okay um, d- d- Delayed kick off I'll need to go home And oust my son from his Tonight's full time teaser is a, is a bit of a stinker But I think you're making progress now So name the 10 f- It's called One Club Wonders Name the 10 former players Who've scored 25 or more English Premier League goals All for one club But that club is no longer In the English Premier League For instance Janino Did it for Middlesbrough they're no longer in the English Premier League. Ian Hart did it for Leeds. They're no longer in the English Premier League. I think you made some headway what? during the break. I can Marcus Gale, I think I would come out with. There is no chance you came up with Marcus Gale. Yeah, I did. Is you, it there? You, you come up with Crystal Gale and then yeah. worked it from there. Marcus Gale is one yes. of them. That's the thing. And he is one of the ones that he, played up here. His teammate, Robbie Ernell. Yes. Few Wimbledon ones in there. But we're going down. We're actually going down lists of Championship League One teams. How sad we are. John Walters at Stoke. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's got loads. And I, I don't know whether he's done it at two clubs. Clint Dempsey at Fulham. No. Oh. oh. You've still got one more that played up here. Colin Henry. No. There's some guesses coming in. David says meet you, but that's not one either. I think. Um, Roger, come out with Scott Sinclair. No. No, I didn't think so, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, let's speak to Joe and Paisley Hi Joe How are we doing lads? Not bad Joe uh, Just a big thank you to all the carers out there uh, Including the like, meals and that For all the old ones that need a lot of help just now But I'm trying to make a positive out of a negative here um, It used to be football stopped in the summer Because of all the, the fairs It used to be the Glasgow Fair The Edinburgh Fair Blah 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 but it's all changed now. People go on holiday all different times of the years. Now, could we take advantage of this and have this as a trial base that actually we start our season, finish our season, and then start our season straight away? But we have our break just now. And that way, we actually play through the summer. And with that, we can see how we perform better, if we do, do perform better, in the qualifiers for the European, well, UEFA Cup and European Cup. Um, what do you think about it? Well, it was a point that Chris Boyd actually made in his column in the Scottish Sun last Saturday. This could almost be a dry run for, for summer football, if you like. He always feels Scottish clubs are at a disadvantage when they're thrown into Champions League qualifiers, Europa League qualifiers at the height of summer. And they're the first game, you know, they don't have any domestic football to, to get them up to speed with. So you mentioned this last week. I, I think it, it will be interesting to see if that did have a positive impact on Scottish clubs in Europe. One thing I will say is, I actually can't see us playing these games that are, are being spoken about. Um, it would be fascinating to see. I just don't think this mm. summer will give us an opportunity mm. to do so. The only thing is, and forgive me if, if Joe sort of referenced it, you know, a traditional summer campaign, if we were to do it properly, we would be well underway, wouldn't we? You, you would start it now. Right now Yeah You know a proper summer earlier, football yeah. campaign yeah. You know, Beginning of March or whatever um, So it wouldn't I think Gordon And I've noticed a lot of this Joe being on, on one side And other people Maybe want to just Sort of finish the season And keep things as, as close as possible And don't change the size of leagues And don't change the, 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 the calendar to which we play But guys like Joe Actually are seeing it as a chance to to revamp loads of things Things that they've wanted to revamp for a long time Whether it be the size of the leagues Whether it be summer football 
I just wonder which route our authorities would be inclined to go down. Um, I think it's just a game of patience just now, Gordon. I don't think the, they know what route they can go down. Yeah, it could be ideal to turn around and say, yes, we can finish the league just now, but then they've got the massive decision. How do they finish it? Who gets the championships? Who gets promotion? Who gets relegation? Um, and then you can't put a time scale on when you can restart mm. it. So preparation, you can't have any preparation for a new league. I mean, Joe, I know some people have spoken out in favour of it. Alan Burrows at Motherwell, for instance. But over the piece, there's clearly no appetite for summer football because the discussion never gets off the ground. Do you think this is really enough to change people's minds? Well, one thing about Scotland is, if you look at it, it seems to be the Scandinavian team to actually take us out of the Europe, Europe qualifiers. Um to me, they're not better teams than, than Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen eh, in the long run. Um, and it's because we're coming in cold, basically after just not having game practice. But on top of that, we finish this league and then we continue on to the next league. And depending on the length of time, it will then depend if you're going to have a winter break. But they're talking about for the, um, the World Cup, they're talking about doing a summer league in England. Because they're going to have to do it in the winter Across in um, Qatar So this could be, as I say, a dry run for us yeah. We didn't expect But we can take something positive out of it It's and not a bad suggestion, Joe I'm afraid I do have to leave it there just because of time In fact, it's a whole topic we could probably spend a week on So thanks f- for bringing it up at the moment, Joe We can certainly revisit it at some point You two have got too much work to do right, you're, about, you're about to be yeah. blasted Go for it, quick, quick, quick Kevin Doyle at ready. No. Don Goodman at West Brom. No. Jason Yule at Charlton. No, there is a Charlton one and he played up here. Mm. Brian McBride at Fulham. No. Darren Huckerby. No. Tim Sherwood. No. Jason Wilcox. No, 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 we're all over Do the place. Play? Right. What about the Charlton one? Played up here. Played for Rangers. Jonathan Johansson? Yes. Oh. Right. Coventry. No, what about the Blackburn one? This guy played at a really high level in Europe and then came to Blackburn. Initials Probably won the cha- Did he win the Champions League With Porto He would have been there Around that time Initials He's South African Benny McCarthy Yep Benny McCarthy oh. And I'll give you The other three Because you'd never Get them in time Hamilton Ricard at Middlesbrough nah. Andy Booth Sheffield Wednesday Oh Boothy And Peter Nlovu Coventry Too tough Those last three They were tough They were tough a good question, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit difficult, but that's fine. And it's never the intention that you have to get them all. John's must get put in minus one. That was very difficult. Right, we're back tomorrow night, six o'clock. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy. We'd love for you to join us. Callum Gallagher is up next. Look after yourselves. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.